it's all very well talking about being real, showing up real, having authentic conversations online and offline, but hey, could we do with a few tips on how? Yes, we could. Hello, I'm Trisha Lewis. This is the Make It Real podcast, and I will be talking to very real people who've had very real experience, mistakes and everything, and they will be giving you those tips. So, stay tuned. So, hello, Oliver. Hello, Tricia. Now, I need to tell you, listeners, that Oliver is really lovely because he's turned up to have this chat, but despite being in the throes of a horrendous cold, and I told him that the, the title Make It Real means that he can blow his nose, cough, or even <laughs> tell me <laughs> to go away if it all gets too much. But thank you so much for being here. Now, this is Oliver. Oh, gosh, is it? Titman or Titan? Titman, that's right. Titman, that's right. No, you said it right correctly. The Thank first goodness. Time. And you might already be detecting a rather lovely sort of Edinburgh thing going on because that's yeah. where I'm speaking to Oliver. Well, I, I'm not. I'm in Bournemouth. He's in lovely, lovely Edinburgh. Um, just a quick introduction. Oliver is this is going to be really nice and geeky this episode by the way listeners because <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the thing is that it's all very well talking about this being real and all the rest of it but th this includes being real about some very serious stuff um and so we're gonna we're gonna be talking about stuff like intellectual property and infringing rights and and ooh, all of that yeah, lovely not, lovely not, stuff not, not <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to give you some nice examples where you know I, I feel that um, I, I help entrepreneurs. So I regard myself mm -hmm. as an entrepreneurial lawyer, mm -hmm. and um, we I, I help entrepreneurial businesses. So I see it all the time. So although it's quite scary stuff, um, it is important to get right. Um, but it isn't the the be all and end all. But it's it's, it's one of those things, the old adage, prevention is better than cure, because often the cure is a headache, it involves lots of your time, and it's about minimizing the costs of having to rebrand your business sometimes in the worst case scenarios that I see. Absolutely. And I mean, what are we short of when we're, when we're growing a business time and to be honest, budget. So, so yeah, we certainly don't want to be uh, wasting either of those. Um, so it's so all of us, uh, founder of Tidman Legal, which is a law firm specializing in intellectual property and technology law for startups and small businesses. Um, just to give you a quick intro, he's advised clients from a a whole variety of industry sectors, including creative design, food and drink, fashion, medical, software development. That pretty much covers everything. Um, he's also a business mentor on the RBS Entrepreneur Accelerator Program. So that must be really interesting. And general all round, you know, knows his stuff, man. So let, let, let's just go straight in to this idea of there you are growing your business you've got all excited and enthusiastic uh, and you you're coming up with a name so let, let's yeah. go for the little hiccups that could happen at this stage well Tricia why I think names are important is that we like it or not live in the digital age now that in itself presents some problems when you're picking a name that's 
good from both a marketing perspective, but also from a legal perspective. And the two, unfortunately, often don't go hand in hand. They they basically work against each other because on the one hand, you you're marketing your business. You want it to say what it does on the tin. Mm. But on the other hand, from a legal perspective, if you want to protect that name and stop others using it or, you know, riding off uh, doing similar to what your business is doing and perhaps mm. using a similar name, which can lead to consequences such as customers being diverted from, away from your business and, and lots of other problems, then uh, the legal protection side feel it, it descriptive names are not a good choice from a legal perspective and often i see that when particularly with startups when they're picking a name they it's not high in the list of priorities they just want to get their business running which is understandable they want to put a lot of money and effort into dom- domain names and marketing and pr and lots of things yeah, no, I, I absolutely. And when you say descriptive names, give, give me an example. So, for example, um, when a descriptive name is some, some, a name that says on the tin what the business does. Mm. So that's not a good name. So, for example, um, I this is a um, I'm, I'm a an IT business mm-hmm. and. I call myself Best Computers mm. uh, Limited, yeah. or something yeah. along those lines. Um, yeah, yeah. Or, or for me, it'd be something like Communicate Better Limited, or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. So they're, they're not. They're, they're very descriptive names that, from mm. a marketing perspective, everyone instantly knows without any further explanation or description what your business does just through the name alone which is great Mm. Mm. and and that used to work online um, but now we've got to be very savvy with particularly with SEO search engine optimization Mm -hmm. and and that's where a distinctive name uh, helps in terms of traction both online but also from a legal perspective Um, Mm. you register a trademark in the UK and other countries where it's regarded as distinctive. So by that, it, it acts as almost like a badge of origin to your business. So people know you for your name rather than um, a descriptive name of what your business does. So, so dir- directly on that then, what happens if you, <laughs> like me, are calling your business your name? Is that, is that, so, is that good? That, that, yeah, so um, eponymous names are a mm. great example. Of that that's absolutely fine. There are other, I suppose, difficulties with that. Um, if you look at um, some uh, examples of that, in like Joe Malone, for instance, when she sold her, um, mm. her business, um, encountered some problems with the use of her own name because um, then when she wanted to start up a new uh, company, doing similar. So, so there are slightly different complexities but using your own name is fine um you know our business is called tidman legal that's my surname and mm. i've used the descriptive name legal but the distinctive name is the the tidman part of the name um where, where there are issues is where there is clearly 
all descriptive. And uh, not only does that not help these days from a, an SEO point of view, if your business is exclusively online and, and people, your customers are trying to find you, but also, as I say, from a legal perspective, uh, it, it just, you can't protect it. Mm. So that's interesting, actually, because there'll be, I think, many people like me who are simply an individual. Um, so particularly this happens in the coaching um, sector. Sure. So you've got an individual. And I don't have, um, I did at one stage trademark a particular program that I was um, trying out. Um, because it had a specific name to it. Um, but I don't, I haven't got to the stage of doing anything legal at all with my, I mean, I have a bank account, obviously, um, but I don't, um, I'm not VAT registered. So, so there'll be plenty of people like me who are just simply using their name, but don't have it as a limited or anything like that. Are there any um, danger zones there? Well, really, it applies to all businesses. So a lot of our clients are both are, are either um, are limited companies, but but also we work with a lot of solo entrepreneurs, and these are individuals that are effectively sole traders, mm. uh, working as you know fitness coaches, you know mm. uh, life skills coaches, like you were saying, and they they do they're not incorporated. Uh, but and they often do use their own name and as i say there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with trading under your own name the, the issues you've just got to be careful are um with and this is another issue that i come across is um if you're looking for protection for that name it's a good idea to do a bit of digging um, you can do that yourself just through google but also what i would recommend is you you have a legal search done if you're keen to protect it. Um, mm. Because often there are businesses using quite similar names and mm. you just want to make sure that if you are seeking protection, that you're not going to be stepping on someone else's toes in terms of what your business does. So, it may, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it, it may well be that, you know, um, Joe Bloggs, who, who trades under Joe Bloggs and they're not limited, um, does fitness coaching. Uh, and it may well be that there's another Joe Bloggs also um, in the coaching scene, but they're a completely mm. different area, you know, they're operating mm. a completely different area. So the two might well be able to coexist um, without any problems in terms of mm. customers being confused as to whose services are coming from where. Um, and that's the whole point of, I suppose, getting the, the legal protection is to uh, overcome problems uh, where there's confusion in the marketplace. And that often I see that where it's usually where two businesses are actually in the same market. Um, so whether it be coaching or tourism, uh, and they're operating identical or similar names actually that that yeah this is really okay okay listeners i'm just gonna have a <laughs> private one, <laughs> one now with we <laughs> just opened up the can of worms perhaps <laughs> i just i, I it, it's occurred as we're talking and i'm only t continuing to talk about this because i know that i'm not alone i absolutely know this so um it's interesting because i'm a i'm a 
fully paid up member of equity um, as, as an actor. And with equity, you, you have to, you know, you put your name out there and if it's, if it's already registered, and this is just somebody's name, it's not a business, it's an sure. actor, okay? Sure. A performer, uh -huh. entertainment. If it's already there, you can't use it um, in, uh, to, to be an equity member. You can't join up with that name. So when I first applied as Trisha Lewis, I, I, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get the name because there was another one. But fortunately, sure. <laughs> fortunately they, they seem to have disappeared. So it, it's all good now. But actually, when it comes to my business, I've never really thought this through because there is there is another sort of Trisha Lewis, for instance, who keeps popping up on YouTube and stuff like that, who is so who clearly trades and works under this name Trisha Lewis, and okay. I, she's just very not where I would want to be associated. Right. Um, and and so actually, is there so so by getting some kind of protection with that? Would that sort any confusion along the line? So I suppose it boils down to what the other Trisha Lewis does and if it kind of crosses into areas that your business um, provides. So the services and, and or, or products, if you're a product-based industry, we, we work with a lot of product companies and you know they, they design or manufacture um, products. So... Mm -hmm it really boils down to what they're actually doing. Um, so as I say, it, it's perfectly legal for two entities to exist with the same name. And often you find this, uh, particularly with companies as well, um, that have registered on Companies House. If you look at Companies House, there, there are lots of similar company names and they might even be in the same area. Um, and, mm. and, and, and this is where, um, registration company's house is slightly a, a misconception that registering at company's house well that, that that's me i've protected my business because i've incorporated it well well that's not the case and um you would have to do as i said what what you would do with an individual or a sole trader you would have to register a trademark in order to have a monopoly right in the use of that name so you can't actually stop others just because you've registered at a company's house right so, but you can so can you trademark your name basically you can, yes uh, eponymous names are quite common actually so that's where you you've you trade under your, your own name and you can trademark your own name Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's definitely food for thought. So, so moving on in this lovely legal area, which I know clearly very little about. Um, so this thing, this legal clearance, you tell us a bit about that. So, so this is really where I suppose, um, well, perhaps if I give you a kind of a, a cautionary tale. Mm, uh, go for it. We love those. Yes. Yeah, but based on sort of real life scenarios that I've mm. come across. So um, working with a, uh, a company that does, um, well, well, helps individuals with innovation, but from a, uh, a tax relief uh, perspective. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately for them, they, they didn't do any kind of clearance before picking a name. So they went ahead and set up a, a website, um, spent money on marketing, optimizing for the site, um, securing domain names, etc. And unfortunately, another company came along uh, with 
highly similar name, almost identical. Mm. Unfortunately, uh, for, for, for my client, they were operating in exactly the same space, so exactly the same, offering the same services uh, as my client. Mm. So that's a sort of perfect example where having a legal search before deciding on a name even mm. gives a sort of heads up or flags any potential obstacles with that name before yeah. adopting it and you know plowing lots of money and resources into it. So you've got that peace of mind that you know going forward there won't be any issues. Um, with having to rebrand, as was the case with this um, oh. I was working with. So, I mean, that, that's the worst case scenario, that you'd have to rebrand. And, and often it does mean, um, you know, spending money, further money on having to, you know, set up a new domain, uh, new website. Yeah, and, oh, it, it's big, so, yeah. So the knock-on yeah, effects are huge, yeah. Yeah, so financially and, you know, just the time and the hassle which you could do without. Mm. Because obviously, you know, you just want to get on with running your business. You don't want yeah. this added. Running a business in itself is uh, hard enough without having to worry about all these additional demands on your time. So, unfortunately, I, I, unfortunately, I do see this quite often. Um, yeah. And as I say, it's particularly common with startups, but not exclusive to startups. Sometimes it just happens further down the line when, you know, businesses due to the internet kind of find out about each other mm. and social media, social media has helped in that in that way is adding to that pace yes. of, of yeah. uh, ability discovering. To, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. out there and you know perhaps not realizing initially and um, so so I think there is a need um, proactively to to think about and it's not always priority for startups to think about um a good choice of name and and doing a search beforehand mm. so, um, so in terms of because do you know what i think a lot of people do is a domain name search and once once they've done that they kind of see it as a that's it that's i've got the, it it's sorted yeah yes and it's the same with companies house so um just to blow that out of the water so domain names and you know, company names registered companies house they aren't really what i would consider they're part of a legal search but really you should be checking for registered trademarks right. okay, those are the key things so so searching trademark registers and this is where um it's, it's valuable to seek legal assistance because of the nature of trademarks they often we're now we're getting into really nitty gritty here, but mm -hmm. <laughs> um, go for it. it. It means that you're kind of analyzing well, what that business does, what, what's it actually got protection for? Mm. Can I exist with them or not? And, and this is where having a professional advise you on those sorts of things um, can steer you in the right direction and make sure that you're not going to be tripped up along the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like um, short term, a bit of short-term pain when you have to you know pay somebody to give you this advice um but wow you know long-term gain because as we keep saying ultimately you could be wasting money and it could be a lot more a lot lot more than the fee you're going to pay somebody to set you straight in the first place exactly you could be saving 
thousands on a website. I mean, these days, websites are all singing or dancing and you could have that initially and have to change it all just because of the name, which is very frustrating. So, so would you say a first, so somebody starting up, they're in the, they're in the early throes of figuring out their whole business plan. First sensible legally protectiony step ideally go and see somebody like yourself um, mm. but at least do a search for registered trademarks where, where would they yeah. go so, so yeah so um so a lot of the time when clients approach me they'll come to me already with a name now that's great um and that might be one that they've come to with a creative design agency as they've, they've, yes. they've engaged a creative design agency uh, and they've, they've come up with brand identity for their business. But often I find that these creative design agencies have not done any kind of clearance at all. Mm. Uh, they're great at what they do, which is come up with catchy <laughs> uh, brands and, and, and business names, yeah. but not necessarily from a legal perspective. So that's why if you are, uh, also engaging with a a brand agency is good is good to pass it by your your um, your IP lawyer your intellectual property lawyer at the same time simultaneously just to check whether you know a is it a good choice of name it's not descriptive yeah. b um, if you want to search we can search and just check that that will be available to trademark. And then, you know, see, go ahead with the, the trademark registration and secure that before you launch your business. And yeah. that's, the, that's the ideal scenario. But know, often, yeah, no, carry on. <laughs> often in real life, um, those three don't come hand in hand. And, um, you know, a client might come to me fi fixated on a name and ha have already got the All Singing, All Dancing website launched and everything. So doesn't always work like that but that would be my ideal client <laughs> coming to me um on, on on that basis so so coming up with a, perhaps a few suggestions of a, of a name in, in conjunction with the design designer perhaps yeah do you know what i think we've just given creative design agencies um a little bit of an extra idea for their businesses because it would make complete sense and i think people would really respect them um yeah. if if they included um, that resource in other words they had someone on their books that would give this advice you know um, in the first place I, I, I do you know what that's a great idea isn't it <laughs> exactly I mean Trisha we, we work with a lot of creative design agencies and um, they they, they um, do see the value um, yeah of, of yeah. our service clients so, so having a clearance search it because often uh, you've got to check this obviously on your um, on an individual basis but often I find that um, creative design agencies have a disclaimer in, in this area about mm. their, their name and so that they, they're basically saying to the client it's up to them yep. to make sure legally yep. and look and how you know and how we all know how rubbish we are at reading small prints so that that is a really good piece of advice actually but I but I think go one step further all you creative agencies out there make this part of your business offering there we go that's we've sorted yeah. that um and they can all get in touch with you to be on their lovely list of lovely resources so 
just thinking actually out of the box slightly because that's all really really good what we call grown-up advice um you work with quite a lot of new startups and entrepreneurs through this uh rbs entrepreneur accelerator program what what do you I do. Have, have you i mean that must that i i mean i sometimes go into schools and work with with school uh students and stuff as well I always find it really fascinating getting perspectives of well for me it's a much younger generation and all the rest of it and their their thoughts and wishes and ambitions so what what are you are you finding any interesting challenges sort of being repeatedly talked about by these uh startups and entrepreneurs yeah, so, so the entrepreneurial uh, accelerator program is a national scheme and um, I've been working uh, as a mentor there for three years now and essentially how I would describe it is uh, if you've ever watched Dragon's Den it's like mm -hmm. Dragon's Den but I'm not giving any investment and none of, none of the not even the bank is giving investment it's um, a, co a collaborative hub of entrepreneurs all working together bouncing ideas off each other uh, alongside that they're getting expert mentors not just from legal but from other areas like marketing pr uh, accountancy finance helping them grow their business and you know accelerate obviously so a lot a lot of the time it's um, asking constructive questions of their business models um, being devil's advocate and essentially asking challenging questions whether the the business model is the right one um, perhaps from my perspective adding um, some advice about legal protection or legal issues that they might mm -hmm. come into uh, and steps to avoid those before That's they obviously happen this yeah is and is it is it a national thing it is it's a national thing and um the, the, there's two hubs in Scotland. I think there's, I think there's at least two hubs in Scotland. There's one in obviously Edinburgh, yeah. and Glasgow, uh, and then maybe others. But but yeah, it's a national scheme. Yeah, which, I'll, which I'll, is put, great. I'll put the link on on the show notes. Do do you find, are there are there very uh, common sort of uh, rookie let's call them mistakes although i don't like to label them as mistakes they're the learning curve issues that you, you come <laughs> across time and time again well i think a lot of a lot of it is around names and, and you know poor mm. poor choice names and i suppose going for the descriptive keywords because a, a lot of the entrepreneurs are exclusively online they either have mm. um, websites or apps and they don't have they're all clicks rather than bricks mm. their 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 sort of sole strategy really is about um getting customers through the these platforms and often that means that they're sort of losing their kind of competitive edge because they're not standing out and and that's why having a distinctive name mm. can can sort of overcome that and um you know, you know it's not just startups that encounter this problem there have been in the news um big companies like um for instance uh hotels.com mm -hmm. uh, 
you know, back in the day when they started, they just obviously registered hotels.com thinking that would be a great name because we provide uh, um, hotels, yeah. uh, hotel bookings. But because of its descriptiveness, they've found problems in actually protecting that name legally and stopping others using similar uh, domains because they can't get a trademark uh, in the US or other countries that they, they basically trade in. Yes. So, so it's, it, yeah. although it, it, although it's so most pronoun, pr- profound in sort of startups, I, I do I do see this with 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 uh, bigger companies as well, where where there are issues regarding um, business names. It's kind of you know selling selling your soul a little to the as you say the clickbait SEO world and <laughs> and, and along yeah. the line forgetting um, some some slightly important detail like. Um, but yeah, like we've just been discussing. Yeah. 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 I mean, the other thing I see quite often with uh, startups at the hub is, um, I suppose, issues around funding and, um, you know, crowdfunding. That's particular, mm. particularly popular. Um, you know, it's, it's obviously a, quite a simple uh, concept, but they're obviously... Um, You've got to factor that into your business plan in terms of how how that's going to work, you know, going forward. Because obviously, you want sustainable growth. You don't want just a a quick splurge and then not being able to cope. So you want to grow um, alongside your customer base. So you don't want to suddenly grow too quickly, almost, um, and not and not being able to cope. Because I've seen that before. Yeah. Yeah, that, that yeah, that's so interesting. It, it is a sort of a product of this, all some wonderful things that we now have oh, in this day. Yeah, but, but they have a, I have another side, and you you do have to exactly. give it some thought. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, this this is great. Do people do you find um, particularly small businesses, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, um, people in the first couple of years of setting up? Do you find they they just think? They just have an image about anybody in the legal profession. I'm just going to put this out there, Oliver. And they think, oh, no, it's going to cost me a fortune. Yeah, well, Tricia, <laughs> I, think, I think lawyers in general get a bad rep. And there's, yep. you know, we all know the lawyer jokes out there. But like, like anyone in kind of professional services, um, your, your, your lawyer is there to help you yeah. see the problems. and often it's not knowing the problems even exist. Yeah. And so yeah. it's basically a, a, lot, a lot of the role of my job, particularly as a mentor, I, I, I find, um, and, you know, I don't get paid for being a mentor, uh, is, is giving that experience to startups mm. to ensure that they avoid these stressful situations mm. in the first place. Because I'd r- much rather see them uh, expand and grow their business without having to deal with these situations. I mean, I, I appreciate these are these are all challengeable uh, problems that businesses encounter all the time. Um, but if there are sort of easy, easy kind of mistakes to make, mm. why not take advice? And yeah. y- you know, your your your, your lawyer is there to help you avoid that. At the end of the day. Um, he or she has your, your best interests at heart. And, absolutely. Um, I mean, absolutely. It's, it's about, um, well, you know, I've just, my, my husband and I have just sorted out, 
sorted our will out. Um, and, um, I, you know, why would I say, oh, no, I, I'm not going to spend money on that. I'll go down and buy some sort of photocopied um, pre-printed template somewhere. Um, I, what, why would I do that? Knowing that years, hopefully many years along the line, that could cause my kids or grandkids or whatever, you know, nightmares, absolute nightmares when none of it's, you know, and it's, you not, it's not actually, well, it, it might not fit your circumstances completely. You know, if you just, uh, if you just get a press precedent off online, um, it's, it's unlikely, I would say strongly on, uh, yeah. to fit your requirements and it might not, give give rise to your final instructions when yeah. you when you uh, when when the day comes and, and that and that's the va and that's the value that people like you people like me um anybody in these kind of service industries that's that's what we that's what you're paying for guys and girls mm. you know it's it's going to save you an awful lot of hassle further on that and i love the way you said sometimes not even knowing the problem exist because that would apply to to what i do as well so people come to me maybe thinking it's one thing they need to sort out and then you know halfway through the first session we, we've uncovered quite a few things that, that once we deal with them are actually going to really really boost their their impact or whatever it is and so you know the, the same applies to to what you're doing you you could uncover all sorts of little uh, hiccups um once once you start building a relationship with somebody and you know all that trust is there and you're seeing them as an individual. So I would say this was a perfect opportunity for me to give a nice little wrap up here, actually, Oliver. So yeah. well, lovely speaking. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's great. And, and of course, as you, as you have said to me, if anybody wants to actually have a conversation with Oliver and that's where these things tend to start it's free it's no obligation i will be putting all the links uh, the number and the website and all that on the show notes uh, is, there, is there anything else you want to direct anyone to oliver well the the website is tidmanlegal.com and as you say we we do offer free consultations so i i do like to get to know entrepreneurs businesses and mm. uh, love to work with anyone that that feels that they are in this situation where they, they might be just starting a pre-startup starting mm. a business and and looking for a guidance and, and a pointer in the right direction even yeah well you, you you know it's it's obvious from the other things you do the mentoring program that you're part of that you're you know you're a generous um spirited person so that, that sounds like a good offer to me i'm now just really wanting to be in edinburgh <laughs> <laughs> and well, you know what I, I live i live in a really nice place you know it's it's not like i'm in a, a, a day. i'm looking out the sun's shining it's very nice yeah, yeah i've been there it's gorgeous just yeah. something so what it doesn't have is the architecture oliver i, I have I have to say um wow edinburgh right so that's <laughs> been so useful i love a nice geeky episode every now and then because this is all about making it real it's not just about being the real you it means getting all the real stuff sorted and it's funny because i said to you i said to you in an email it includes the boring and dry stuff and you quite rightly came back to me and said actually all this can be quite sexy too so <laughs> I, I, <laughs> 
<laughs> I hope people have found this quite a sexy episode, Oliver. And thank you. I hope so too. <laughs> thank you so, so much. Thank you. Bye bye for now. Thank you. Bye for now. Yes! Take action. Try this one small step. Well, I think you could take advantage of Oliver's generous offer for a free consultation or alternatively any other lawyers that are around that you know. But I would certainly just recommend taking a day of being a little bit, ooh, shall we say, practical and just making sure before you leap into some other wonderful creative adventure that you've crossed the T's and dotted the I's. Lots of fascinating stuff. You might need some show notes. So head over to trishalewis.com forward slash make it real podcast to download those and subscribe because then you'll know when the next episode is available. I give you permission to go out and be real and enjoy it. Look forward to the next episode. Never be replaced.